I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's going on, people? Welcome to Paint Points. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the SB Nation Podcast Network and the Canis Hoopers family. On today's show, we are back with another What Do Those Stats Mean mini-episode. As is the case with all of these episodes, I'll be here alone, reeling off some stats, digging a little bit deeper into them, trying to provide some, some added context around what they mean for the season and what they mean for the Minnesota Timberwolves as a whole. Of course, I'd be remiss if this episode wasn't focused solely on Anthony Edwards and his mind-blowing ascent to stardom that we've seen recently. This this episode's being recorded on the heels of his unbelievable 42-point outburst in an awesome win over the Phoenix Suns. Uh, it really does seem like it's the best time to fawn over the rookie and, and dedicate an entire episode to him. Obviously, Ant is a scorer first and foremost, and he's been showing every weapon in his arsenal lately. So we'll spend the entire show dissecting how those points are coming about and what's changed of late compared to the, the spotty beginnings of his career. So let's get into it. So, for the overarching stat of this episode, we're just going to go with some simple points per game numbers. In the 10 games since Chris Finch took over, Edwards is averaging 24.7 points per game. He's hitting 41.9% from the field and 32.9, uh, 32.6 sorry, percent from three. But in the five games since the All-Star break, those numbers have ballooned up to 30.6 points a night. He's hitting a scorching 47.9% of his field goals and 39.1% of his three-point tries. The Wolves are 3-2 and two in those five games and are undoubtedly the most fun they've been all season at the moment. So let's focus in on these post-All-Star break sample size and put the microscope over exactly how Edwards' scoring punch has improved of late. First, I want to begin with the increased efficiency and, more importantly, the increased volume in which Edwards is getting downhill and into scoring positions at the cup. I want to focus specifically on NBA.com's numbers from within eight feet of the rim. Obviously, eight feet and in covers the jaw-dropping dunks, although sometimes I feel like he might take off from further than eight foot away. But it also covers those tough layups we've become used to seeing him convert and those floater-type shots from just outside the restricted area that we're seeing him kind of sprinkle into his game more and more and more often. And it even covers any sort of short jumper, which really gives you an all-encompassing number for anything around the basket. Uh, that's what we're going to focus in on within eight feet. So in the 36 games he featured in prior to the All-Star break, Ant was getting 6.3 attempts from within eight feet per game. He was connecting on 3.1 of them. That's 48.7%, and... 
like many of Edwards' shooting numbers before this recent explosion, it's pretty damn bad. On the season as a whole, there's 55 players that are putting up at least six shots from that range. And there's only one player connecting on less than half of their attempts, and that's Donovan Mitchell. Over the last few games, Ants pushed his way over 50% for the season, but he was there with, with Donovan Mitchell as the two most inefficient players from eight feet and in on on high volume. And Ant has always felt like he was a few lucky bounces or a bit more experience away from getting those looks to, looks to fall. But the fact is that he wasn't getting them to fall. And as one of very few Timberwolves players who can actually get downhill and create his own shot around the rim, it's super important that he does it at least semi-efficiently. When he doesn't, like he wasn't before the break, the team just can't hang. You need to put pressure on the rim to win basketball games. People tend to think that quote-unquote analytics means shooting a ton of threes, but getting to the rim and getting to the free-throw line are actually what analytics deem as to be the most effective form of offense. And when you look around the league numbers, that tends to be true. For Minnesota, that rings true. Before the All-Star break, they were getting there, mainly via Edwards, via Carl Anthony Towns, Nas Reed, Malik Beasley. They were shooting the third most field goals from within that eight-foot range. But with Edwards joining the litany of poor finishes around the rim, maybe Sands, Carl Anthony Towns, they were only making those shots at the fourth worst percentage in the league. With that in mind, it's it's no surprise that this team was one of, if not the, worst team in the league. Now, you fast forward it to, to where we sit at the moment in this post-All-Star break paradise that we're living in, and all of that seems to have changed. Minnesota are still shooting a lot from within that eight-foot feet range. They've got the fourth most field goals at the moment in, in these games after the All-Star break which is actually down a spot, but it's one field goal attempt higher than they were before when, when, we, when we're talking on average. But the, the difference is they're actually connecting on them now. They're seventh in the lead in field goal percentage in that area of the floor. They're shooting 63.4% from within eight feet. That's almost 10 percentage points higher than before. I guess the easiest way to envision it is this. They're scoring an extra nine points per game at, around the rim since they came back from the break. Nine points. That means the world when you're a bottom-feeding team. And, of course, the biggest contributor to that is none other than Edwards himself. He's now averaging 11.2 per game. A massive spike from the 6.3 that he was previously putting up. And he's making 6.8 of those 11.2 a game to bump that field goal percentage from 48.7, like we said before, one of the worst in the league for, for a high-volume guy, up to 60.7%. Guys, he is making more shots from within eight feet than he was even attempting before the All-Star break. That's, that's just nuts. And what's the added bonus to getting downhill a ton? It's that the referee, those referees that were swallowing their whistle at the start of the season, now they're blowing their whistle. They start noticing him attacking and getting hit more. And all of a sudden, he's pumped his free throw attempts per game up from 2.4 to 6.6. He's almost tripled his attempts. That might be the most important part of all of this. Superstars and elite scorers, they live at the line. They're free points. There's a reason why it's called a free throw. If Edwards wants to join the ranks of those elite scorers and those, those star players, he needs to keep putting pressure on the rim 
and putting pressure on the referees to blow the whistle when that linebacker body is bouncing off rim protectors. Lately, he's doing exactly that. The reasoning, I think more than anything, has been change in mentality. Wanting to get downhill instead of settling for jumpers has been a clear shift in the mindset for Ant, and that want to is, is manifesting itself in more confident drives and more confident finishes. But it's not all just in his head, I don't think. On the other hand, I think it's it, Chris Finch deserves a ton of credit for the way he's used Edwards. Like Saunders, Finch has let him operate in pick and rolls with Towns and, and Nas Reed and Jared Vanderbilt, and he's let him operate uh, operate as an isolation scorer, as someone who can who can put guys on skates, who can use that really quick first step to get past them. But more importantly, he's running a ton of horns action, dribble handoff horns action with Edwards. He's running them off curl cuts around off-ball pin-down screens. And he's getting him to move toward the goal as a cutter when Towns is posted up or when Towns has the ball on the elbow or beyond the arc. All of that is designed to get Ant the ball already in motion towards the rim. It's it's great coaching, man. It's something that, that seemed to be lost on Saunders. If it wasn't a pick and roll or it wasn't an isolation, he really couldn't get Ant moving that downhill direction and getting him the ball where he only has to take one or two dribbles before he can he can bounce up and bounce off a guy and put the ball in the hoop. Uh, for, as, for as good as Ant, Ant is, he's only 19, and sometimes all 19-year-olds just need a little push in the right direction. Sometimes he needs a play call for him where the simplicity of the play slows the game down for him and forces him to make an easy read rather than a complex one. Sure, you want him to make those complex reads, you want him to learn it, and you want him to, to start to develop the the vision to to make those complex reads into easy ones. But right now, sometimes you just need to give him a simple play. A curl cut where he comes around a pin down and curls toward the rim and gets a pass, one dribble, puts it up for a layup, puts it up for a dunk. When you sprinkle that into his game, the rest of his God-given talents start to flow on naturally from there. Ant has all the potential to be a menace when he's attacking the rim. And lately, we, we really are getting a true glimpse of that that greatness that he could he really could be if he is put in the right position and if he, if he continues to to keep his mentality the way it should be and that, that he's attacking the rim more often than not. Uh, let's take a quick break and, and talk about the, the other end of the half-court scoring, and that's his outside shooting. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Okay, so we are back and I'm not finished ranting about Anthony Edwards. The final thing I want to hit on with Edwards is is his enormous uptick in three-point efficiency of late. As I said earlier, he's knocking down 39.1% of his three-pointers in the five games, you know, in this five-game sample size after the break. That's coming on an enormous 9.2 attempts per game. He is in elite company in all aspects at the moment, and nothing changes there with the three-point shooting. There's six players in the league shooting more threes than Edwards post-All-Star break. And of those six, only Damian Lillard and Norman Powell are making them at a higher percentage. Now, I still think that Edwards has some kinks in his mechanics, some stuff that he needs to work out over time, which means I do think this is more of a hot streak than, than the new norm. But it's still super encouraging and just as fun watching a 19-year-old stroke them from downtown the, the way he is at the moment. One thing I've been most impressed with, I think, is his discipline in refraining from falling in love with those three-point attempts off the dribble. We know that he's he's had troubles with his shot selection this season and, and those shots have really plagued him. Uh, they are important shots. Three-pointers off the dribble, they bend defenses, they open up lanes for passes as well as scoring looks, obviously, for Edwards himself. But for the season, he's converting 27.2 of those pull-up threes. Now, he's up at 38.9% during this hot stretch, but he has cut down the amount of long-range attempts that are coming in that way. He's picking and choosing what off-the-bounce looks are better than others, and that's driving up his his efficiency. Despite shooting more than three extra three-pointers over the last five games, <clears throat> he's shooting just... 31.9% of them off the dribble. That number was up at 47.6 in his first 36 outings. Obviously, that means he, Finch, Edwards' teammates, they're finding ways to get him catch-and-shoot looks instead. And that has always bode well for Ant. He's a much better shooter mechanically when he's able to launch without putting the ball on the deck. He keeps his upper and lower body much more aligned together. He generates his shot power more from his legs rather than getting too army like he can tend to do on pull-up jumpers and just trying to launch from his elbow. And as you expect, when he is shooting those catch-and-shoot jumpers and he is shooting them with a more sound technique, the numbers have skyrocketed. He's knocking down 46.2% of his post-All-Star break catch-and-shoot jumpers. 46.2%. Again, this isn't feasible to become a new normal, but it's an unfathomable unfathomable number right now for someone who's been really one of the most inefficient shooters in the league throughout his rookie campaign. And this point and the previous point that I, that I made with getting to the rim, they play hand in hand. When Edwards is splashing trays off the catch... Coaches and defenders, they notice that stuff. They can't worry about the fact that he's hovered around the 30% mark from deep for the season. All they see is a guy who has four or five or six threes for the game and he needs to be stopped. (laughs) And when you start trying to stop him from shooting threes, you're firmly stuck in Anthony Edwards' web. Once he gets defenders closing out hard and trying to prevent him from shooting, he can head fake, he gets his shoulder past the defender... 
and then he starts to put pressure on the rim with the momentum of a steam train. <laughs> That's a bucket. Good luck stopping that. You know what? At the moment, good luck stopping Anthony Edwards in general. I'm going to leave it at that. That I There's other stats. There's a million stats you could find about Anthony Edwards right now. But I will leave you with just the scoring numbers, the efficiency numbers. That's the stuff that, that really stood out to me. And that's the stuff that if he can maintain it, it's going to hold him in good stead. And he really has the chance to be an absolute star in this league. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the episode like you've enjoyed watching the Ant-Man hoop, hoop lately. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at JakePainting, painting with a Y. And every like, share, rating, subscription of this podcast is deeply appreciated. And I'll see you guys next time.